everybody, and welcome to episode 392 of Pixels and Ink, the official podcast of CG Magazine, where we take a critical eye to gaming, comics, tech, and media. I'm your host today, Chris DeHoog, and I'm joined by Jordan Biordi. That's me. And Kari Taylor. Evening. There we go. <laughs> Every time. Uh, yeah, we get a different crew this week with uh, Brendan is at PAX and Dana is out ill. So shaking things up this week. Yeah. PAX we still hope, happens. Uh, the thing. We hope for her speedy recovery. Yes. If she's watching. Somewhere out there. I'm sure she is. Um, or playing <laughs> Cat Cafe Manager. I'm not sure which. But uh... <laughs> probably a bit of both. Maybe it, it, it could be both. That's true. Um, so yeah, let's hop right in. Uh, one of the bigger stories this week: uh, Netflix posted its first like major loss of subscribers uh, recently. They've uh, hemorrhaged two hundred thousand uh, subscribers recently, and their solution to that is to crack down on more users by getting rid of uh, sharing accounts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those Strange damn place. dirty pirates. <laughs> Am I so badly out of touch? No, it's the password sharers who were wrong. <laughs> well, because uh, I know I, I, I heard about this, um, or I was like, like, you know, looking into it a little bit. And like, it's a multifaceted problem from at least from what they were kind of saying, because like a lot of their projected growth came from like sort of like COVID related numbers. So a lot more people were subscribing while they were stuck inside. And I think now that things have kind of eased off, um, a lot more people are sort of like getting rid of their subscriptions. And also because realistically, there's not that, like, uh, where, where it comes down to the big, like the meat of it, it's like the content. Content is king. And Netflix just really doesn't have those like big, like knockout thing, like shows to watch that like should justify having um, a subscription, right? Like, yeah, to an yeah. extent, yeah. Uh, the streaming wars are definitely heating up, and it's getting harder to stay relevant with like fourteen thousand streaming services to choose from. Um, and then, yeah, like obviously the pandemic is a, is a factor. I didn't uh, factor that in myself, but um, it's just a strange philosophy to hey, we're losing users, let's get rid of more ourselves. Like no one leaves us but us. Yeah, yeah I. It, it's definitely it's definitely a very short sighted. Um, thing to try and do to try and like find ways to like because like you know to pin it like you said to pin it on people who are sharing their passwords like is kind of a shitty thing to do to people like when realistically not a lot of people can afford you know to have mm -hmm. um netflix subscriptions which I, again which is like you know part of their talk was uh potentially like having uh an ad version that's like a lot cheaper than the other subscriptions, which I think it doesn't. I think a version of Hulu does that. It used to, anyways. I'm not sure anyone still does. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think, and I know because I know there's that one. There's that one that comes with um, Samsung TVs, the Tubi, that oh, is yeah. the same thing. It, it has ads, but it's a free service. And you know what? It had the second season of One Punch Man, so Netflix can you know get effed. <laughs> <laughs> It's got Bump in the Night. It's got Monster Rancher. It's got a lot of good stuff on Tubi, okay? Well, I wouldn't have never opened it up. Yeah. It's got all I the, don't... like, classic Lupin anime. Oh, nice. Like, 
there's good stuff on on Tubi. A lot of like good mm. classic uh, YTV fare. Yeah. <laughs> for, a, for those uh, situated in Toronto who know YTV. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm I'm kind of of two minds on the whole thing. Cause I mean, I understand that. Hey, they gotta they gotta make their money, and obviously, I'm I'm I share my Netflix um, subscription with my family, right? So, um, because obviously, I don't watch enough of it to justify it on my own. But when I think about it as a, as a service that I share with my family, it it, it has more value. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, um, the last um, increase price increase that they made really made me question whether I should continue paying for it. Because really the only yeah. show that I religiously watch um, would be the Witcher and, mm-hmm. um, and maybe like the, the occasional will be here nor there. I'm trying to catch up on Gundam. So I've got a little bit of a reason to hold on to it for that. Cause there's a lot of Gundam um, content on Netflix right now. So I'm not quite ready to leave it, but, it, but they're they're kind of pushing it right now. Like the price is already just at the point where I'm not sure whether I can sustain it for much longer. And then on top of that, now you're going to limit how I share with my family or try to get me to pay more to to just to be able to have the privilege of sharing or or even worse, like like flooding my flooding my chat the channel with ads, which I I already can't stand it on YouTube. And I understand that I'm not even paying for that, but that just, that shit drives me crazy. So not quite sure how I feel about paying that on paying for that on Netflix um, and it, or for ads of any kind. So I, I got to think about that one. Yeah. Like I, I, either way, it's punishing the people who still have subscriptions. Like, yeah, yeah. The, the last, well, the last increase has definitely pushed it up higher to the point where I wasn't really thinking about getting rid of Netflix, but I was thinking about getting rid of something else. Because mm-hmm. like my household, we usually watch enough of it with the kids and stuff that I, I yeah. stays found relevant. But it's like, well, do I need this other service then? Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's 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 funny too because I think we, we we mentioned it like last time around, where like it's you know when Netflix first hit the scene, it was like seen as the competitor to like the standard television model, and just like over time all of these companies that needed to sort of like carve out fiefdoms in, in mm. the streaming service and like have their own thing and, and gobble up shows and gobble up rights and movies. Like they just literally returned it back to just being television. And now exactly. to the point where it's like, they're considering like, even like with basic cable, you had to pay for that. You still had like commercials on television programs. Like, so it's right. like the, 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 they're just putting it right back to where it used to be. Like, <laughs> it's like, hey, you want this yeah. streaming service that's a little bit cheaper? Okay, you're going to have to watch some ads in the meantime. I don't yeah. know what it says about us that <laughs> we've come to this place that it's just like, I refuse to have ads. Like, yeah. But like, <laughs> you, know, you, you know, like, we, I don't know, we used to have patience for these things. <laughs> yeah. Like, but it's, it's, what, it's, it's, so, it's, so what they could do is you know bundle all these streaming services together into one package like television you know, maybe <laughs> yeah, maybe exactly. it's your house through a cable yeah right hmm. yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> Back to paying ridiculous ridiculous costs for all these for, for this bundle that we can't break up like yeah. yeah i'm not looking i'm not liking it but it's kind of funny i'm surprised at how quickly it happened like I don't think I really noticed how quickly it was happening until until when Disney got into the game, and yeah. and, and put together Disney Plus. Then suddenly everything just started to everything just starts to 
seems to be like getting consolidated they bought, they... into like these separate little these separate little modules, yeah. you know, if you will, or fiefdoms, as you as you say. I mean, it ticks me off that like, like you know, you get, if I want to watch Picard, I got to get Peacock, and if I want to watch like uh, if I want to watch uh, uh, like the new Halo show, I got to get I, I I have to Paramount Plus to get Paramount, and then I'm already paying for Netflix, and then I'm already borrowing, I'm already kind of like kind of like piggybacking off of someone's Disney Disney Plus subscription. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I can't even I'm not even paying for all of it for most of it. And I still can't keep track of it all. Like I'm just like, I, I don't know. I'm not <laughs> well, liking you know, this at all. There's an elegant solution to this and and I and I nor like CG Mag would never endorse this. Mm-hmm. But there's an elegant solution. Starts with a P or a <laughs> and, <laughs> and you can get whatever you want for well not free you gotta pay for a vpn yeah but you your opinions are not those of cg magazine <laughs> i'm just saying and a vpn you pay for a vpn is actually fairly like useful to have so like it's yeah. just like good to have one it's in general up. And then, yeah, like, and then you could just have access to all the things. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I've watched a lot of the new Disney fare, including The Mandalorian. Yeah. I don't pay for Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, like I said, I'm, I'm borrowing, borrowing Disney Plus right now. But you know what's hilarious is that I realize that I could easily go out. There are so many different options to go out and actually just, as you say, just pee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where, where is it ends starts with P, ends in E. Okay, uh, all this content. Magic but here's a hilarious thing: I feel like I don't have the time to do that. But the amount of everyone's ev- Kahari, everyone I do, I talk to says this: I don't have the time. I don't understand it. Like it's too complicated. Well, the energy. It's, it's like I can so... understand it. It's so easy. It takes no effort. Like that's what makes it so hilarious to me is that it's so easy to steal. I don't understand why more people don't do it. <laughs> oh. Like, and I, I get, I oh, get the you logic. Should, you should know what my day job is. Then you understand how easy it is for people to steal things. The, like, but, the, but the, okay. Anyway. But this is this is what I get. And like, you know, on the, on, the side of this, <laughs> on the reverse side of this, like. It's th- this is sort of the thing, right? Like, like people are more willing to pay for convenience, right? Mm-hmm. And this is where like all these yeah. things are kind of like starting to like create an economy yeah. where it's like incentivizing piracy, yeah. right? Because it's like yeah. you're making things so complicated, you have to have 16 different services, and I gotta pay mm-hmm. for 16 different things like mm-hmm. m- every month. It's like like I'm not, I'm not gonna do that. I am more like I'll put I'll put the effort into the p word. Than, mm-hmm. than I will to like you know have to go to work every day to bust my ass to you know to pay for nine yeah. different streaming services yeah. to watch one show like mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah well there's there's all there's all that too it's also like the quality of the programming itself too mm-hmm. right like yeah so many good shows don't make it past three seasons anymore especially mm-hmm. on Netflix yeah and uh, some yeah. stuff that does like Riverdale's still going somehow. But like you know, there's been such so many good shows that have been yep. like cut short in their prime by Netflix, yep. like Glow and yeah. a few others. No, di- no difference. I mean, come on. Remember when we had Smallville? I mean, like that, and that that crap yeah. went on for how long, right? But yeah. <laughs> like, Smallville I mean, didn't I can't quite believe how many seasons that lasted for. 
Yeah, that one went on a few too long, but yeah. Um, well, and, yeah, and, and like and even that... uh, there's rumors going around that uh, the adaptation of Bone, the, the like the classic graphic novel, is like pretty much canceled at Netflix. So like they have this great property lined up, yeah, and they're letting it fall by the wayside. And what are they putting yeah. out? A bunch of reality TV shows that no one wants to watch. Yeah, and and that's I think that's a big probably a big part of it too that they like wouldn't mention in the in the dossier or whatever, but like like or the meeting right that it's like it's. A, a large part of it, I think, too, because it's half the reason sometimes that I want to get rid of Netflix, if not just for, like, the convenience of having it and, like, letting my, like, mom and sister use mine, is that, like, yeah. there were so many shows on that on Netflix that I used to like watching that, like, ended up getting, like, sent to somewhere else because, you know, rights and, like, ownership changes hands that now it's, like, it's it's really no fault of Netflix, but like now it's like so much there was so much stuff that I can't watch anymore where i'm kind of right. like well shit like why do i want to keep having this thing like right and not to say yeah. that there isn't good stuff on netflix but it's very like mid tier stuff right yeah. like for every like russian doll you have to sit through like chris said you know like a uh, love is blind and like you know is it cake i just i just watched um yeah, i just watched cake? Like, i heard about that yeah <laughs> My my daughter I, actually started watching it on a whim because they yeah, they advertise it on the kids' profiles and it's it's something else. Yeah, I I do I do like um uh nailed it nailed it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah I into the shows, but like I can't take that kind well, of. Well, but like, like you know, but that one at least has a sense of humor, right? Like, yeah, I think that there's like I think that there's some very good content on Netflix, but you really have to search to find it. Right. And sometimes mm -hmm. you have to be just in the right. It's it's content that I feel like I have to be in the right mood to actually enjoy it. It's not like I come to Netflix going, oh, I, unless it's The Witcher, I don't usually come to Netflix like craving to watch this specific thing. Because often I'll, I'll come to Netflix in the mood to watch a certain thing and then I'll mm -hmm. search for it. And of course, the very thing that I actually want to watch, yeah, not they don't have, but they have all the other adjacent <laughs> stuff you know, starring the same actor or whatever, or some cheap knockoff of it or some, you know, like, uh, yeah. It, 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 and it can kind of, I always find that in the end, most of the time when I watch Netflix, like I often end up not watching anything. I end up like going through the menus, looking for something right. to watch. And then eventually I just give up. That's the real show on Netflix. Is <laughs> 45 exactly. minutes spent scrolling through. You don't watch this? Nah. Do you want to watch this? Nah. Yeah, that's mm. that's the real show. Yeah, I can't say that yeah. about Disney Plus. I well, I fire up Disney Plus and I'm like, I'm either watching the latest Moon Knight episode or I'll I'll I'll, I'll, I'll I was actually watching like Age of Ultron of all things, you know, like <laughs> a couple of weeks ago because I was just like, oh, I'm I'm testing on a monitor, but I also thought like, you know, I haven't really seen that movie. Like the, most people don't talk about that one. And I actually said it was it's still an enjoyable movie. It's not the best of them, but it's a very enjoyable movie. It's not what they yeah, advertise, but it was good, yeah. Yeah, 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 it was it was very okay. Yeah. It was very Avengers. Well, I like um, I, what's uh oh I'm trying now I'm forgetting his name all of a sudden for some reason. The actor from the blacklist. James um, Spader. James yeah, Spader, right? Spader, Love yeah. Spader. I mean, that's the reason why that movie why I like that movie is because I love, I love James Spader. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I thought he did a great job in that movie. Carried it. For it was sure, a good, yeah. it was yeah. a good, uh, you know, it was a good appetizer for, you know, the, the, what, what felt like the true sequel to the Avengers in civil war. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Gave yeah. us a Wanda to you. So, 
Yeah, yeah exactly. We needed those care. We needed we needed, uh, we needed Vision. Whole... We needed Wanda. <laughs> and that whole Quicksilver debacle, which is still oh, kind of going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now he's gonna be playing Craven. It's all messed up. Anyways. Oh no. Well didn't they didn't they introduce oh, really? the one oh, from yeah. the oh. In, uh, I can kind of see it, yeah. but it's like you already used him. Yeah, that's kind of weird. But I mean, look, he deserves a little bit better than what he got with like. Oh god, he deserves absolutely. better yeah. than what he got with <laughs> Quicksilver. Definitely. Yeah, so they can knock off Quicksilver because they'd already they'd already pretty much established Quicksilver at that point, right? In the yeah. X Men movies, so it yeah, was like, yeah. wait, you that this is what you're giving us? You're giving us this guy, like, or yeah. this not the actor's fault, but the, the but the character that they gave. It's kind of like, oh, well, this is. They're gonna knock him off, you know. Like, you didn't, know, didn't, you know, you know he didn't it's not see that's coming. <laughs> didn't they reintroduce him though in WandaVision, like with the actor who played him in X Men? Yeah, well, kind of. As a kind of, yeah, kind of, but yeah, not. I mean, I don't know what spoilers, but it's like it's it it it, it kind of hints that he might be there, but even then, it would not be that. It would be the it would be that Quicksilver from the, the one that everybody liked. Not it's not a revival of the of the Quicksilver from. Well, I think from, that was from... that was more just to like you know tie the the MCU and the like yeah. Sony verse together, right? Because now that Disney has the rights to all that stuff, they can do that. Yeah, but I felt bad. I felt bad that they couldn't actually bring in that actor. Like if they were gonna go there, why not have both actors in there? Like just find a way to make both that both actors in there at some yeah. point, right? Like he's That's he's this fair. guy at one point and he's that guy at the other point. That would have mm. been fine, but it was just kind I'm of sure weird the way it. they handled it. It was kind of like a it was kind of like a wink wink, you know, like <laughs> nudge nudge kind of kind of deal. But I don't think it really mattered in the end. Like I mean, it's something that they may be able to go run with, but not necessarily anything. Anyway, we're getting off topic. <laughs> I feel like we'll know more in a few weeks after Doctor Strange comes out. Yeah, yeah. Address some of that stuff. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Like I say, we're kind, of, that. we're kind of swerving. But uh, since we're already already over in the MCU, let's uh, let's jump over to uh, the teaser trailer that we got this week for Thor: Love and Thunder. We finally uh-huh. got a look at that. Yeah. Uh, did you guys catch the trailer? I did. Looked, yeah. yeah. Good. Watched it a couple of times. <laughs> good. <laughs> yeah. It's uh gives me big vibes of like this is the first 20 to 30 minutes of the movie, like mm-hmm. it's very much set up. Yeah, but, uh, I like what I see I, so far. I, I genuinely hated all the people on like social media and like TikTok who were trying to make like Naruto opening comparisons because there's like a half a second of Thor running past trees and apparently that's a thing in the Naruto opening. So they were trying to cut it together. Like, look at the similarities they stole from Naruto. Oh, and it's that's like, a non- that's a load of shit. We all know that Naruto, when he runs, he runs with his arms dangling behind him like this. I was going to say, Thor was pumping his arms. He wasn't like, no, apparently there's a, there's a thing in in the, like I was like, they were seeing the the side by sides and it's like, that's the only part of the opening of like Naruto where he's like running and there's like trees in the foreground. It's like, really? You uh, stupid nerds! That's all it takes for you to be. We all know that Naruto is the only one who ran in a forest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, has the, he has the market cornered on that for sure. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I mean, a lot of guardians. For for what? It, like, I'm glad. I, I am glad that the guardians seem to have a big role in this too. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I I kind of I do kind of wish that they stuck with the fat 
Thor for a little bit longer. Like they didn't need to show him doing CrossFit in in the trailer <laughs> to like be like, hey, look, he's shredded again. Don't worry. Yeah. It's yeah. like you know this. It it just kind of goes to my this you know this thing that's a problem with uh, with Disney that I find and like and Marvel I guess. That, but he, uh, but I I mean have... obviously there are there's gonna be there's probably he has a love interest in the in the uh, in the movie. I mean they're calling it Love and Thunder. Come on, so the love interest. Well, no, I think so he, but he kind of has to you know he probably did... has to. You know, that's probably no, I, why he's doing the CrossFit, right? No, the so, whole thing. I thought Ta- Taika Waititi even said it was more about uh, Valkyrie, and like it's it's actually the, the the whole the whole love part is actually like more Valkyrie's story about finding a like a queen to her, like you know, being the new like king of Asgard. King Valkyrie, they're calling her. Yeah, I think oh, if, if, like... if anything, if anything happens on the love side with Thor, it's probably more like the familial love, which is kind of the running theme yeah. with the Guardians. That's true. Um, becoming his new like surrogate family. But we got and, Natalie Portman uh, in there. Well, right. Natalie Portman, yeah, but Natalie Portman like being the new like like wielder of Mjolnir, I think like. Uh, that's got to have some sort of different ramification because like they're going to do the same like thing they did in Loki where Thor falls in love with himself. Like I think, I think Thor as a character has grown too much to like sort of fall into that trap. Well, yeah, but it's not about, it's not about the, sometimes it's not about the, about the destination, but how do you get there? Right. Like he's going to, I'm certainly he's going to realize, I mean, I guess he's going to realize that he's grown past what he once had with this character maybe i'm assuming i don't really know that but but that doesn't mean that he can't that he can't try to be like that i mean that's what i mean when i see him doing the crossfit that's what i'm imagining is that it's partially because he constantly wants to regain what's lost but what he's going to realize is that what's lost is lost and what he has and he has to move on with what he has but what i i would love to interject and just say that one thing i love about the MCU, I was just talking about this with a friend of mine at work, but what I really love about the MCU is how they're doing what, when I was a kid, what I wanted, what, what I wanted comic books to see, where, I mean, I would buy a comic book, I'd be getting into X-Men or whatever, and then I guess the, the, the writer would change or the artist would change or something. And then they would decide, oh, you know, all that stuff that was that was really important that you loved and that you that you thought was the greatest story ever. Oh, we're trashing all that and we're having an alien invasion and we're going to just reboot everything or or we're going to go. We're going to take everybody backward when really we should be moving forward. And what I love about the MCU right now is that they're constantly moving forward. I mean, when I first saw that trailer and I saw. um when I saw the the new ha- the new hammer, or I should say the axe, because it's not really a hammer anymore, and and I realized, oh yeah, that's right. They 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 made it they, yeah. in Endgame. They forged a new a new hammer. I completely forgot that he did not have that old one. And I mean, certainly the kid, the old hammer still makes an appearance from that in that trailer. But I love the fact that they just there are just certain things where they're willing to just move on. From it, but it's still they don't erase it. They don't pretend that it never happened. It just becomes part of the whole progression of the the cinematic universe. And this trailer seems to be more of that. And I'm totally I'm totally down for it. I'm I love the last Thor movie more more than I ever thought that I would like it. 
and I'm I'm totally pumped for this one, wherever it yeah, takes like, us. There, there's so much happened with Infinity War and Endgame that like you kind of forget that. Oh yeah, like Asgard's gone. Like everything mm-hmm. he knew is has been gone, and he went through right. like absolute ringers to those two movies. And half of the Asgardians are gone because they yeah. didn't get they weren't erased in the blip. They were slaughtered by by uh by thanos right yeah so that stuff is all permanent that stuff doesn't look just like like um like black widow that stuff doesn't come back right we have they have to move on from it in some way and i really admire that they're going in that way rather than i'm so used to stories where they where they they constantly reverse everything back to the way it was and only a little bit of little bit of something is gained even spider-man could have gone that way the new spider-man and they didn't like they actually what they actually went further than and 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 what's the word irrevocably is that the word i want to use here changed it to the point where you where you're like oh okay we're not there's no going back now you know so i love that stuff absolute status quo changer yeah like that i just rewatched that over the weekend and yeah that's just so exciting what they what they done with the end of that movie, but uh, yeah. Um, so what else is in the trailer that we haven't touched on yet? Yeah. Oh, they, they, I mean, there was that brief glimpse of uh, of Zeus. Yeah. Um, who's uh, who's playing Zeus again? Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. That's right, because I know. Yeah, Christian Bale is playing Gore, the God Slayer. Um, the God Slayer. Wait, 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 yeah, I don't know any of this. I didn't recognize any yeah. of that stuff yet. I haven't Christian yeah, Bale, no, I don't I, think he really yeah. showed at all, actually. They I mean, didn't, no, he didn't show. He didn't actually show up. Head. Yeah. So. Yeah, no. You didn't even see, like, his, his face. You just saw, like, um like the back of him. He was holding the lightning bolt, right? Oh. So you just, like, mm-hmm. kind of knew right away. Uh, kind of like that God yeah. of War cinema, that God of War trailer, like, that God of War 2 trailer. Where yeah, uh, yeah where uh, where where it's like Thor well, that was shows that up. was the end of God of War also right where yeah. you see like his feet dangling in the air that was all his lightning bolts mm-hmm. so we'll yeah. see how that uh, how that plays out that would be there now there's a great uh, great little interconnection right let's put Kratos yeah. in the Thor yeah. movies <laughs> just start taking well, out yeah, all the gods they're really uh, really expanding like the whole impact of like gods in the MCU right now because you've got you know uh, Thor's bringing in Zeus and some other Greek figures and then over on mm-hmm. Moon Knight you've got Khonshu and like that whole yeah yeah pantheon. Yeah. The Eternals well, brought a whole other yeah, was about to say, the, in and I'm like the Eternals. How, are how's this all gonna fit together? Thoughts. Like you've Yeah, like you've got all these factors. Yeah. Like how are you gonna like tie them all together and how do they interact? <laughs> I want I wanna know how how a god can turn the night sky back like three thousand something years and no one makes us think about it. No <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't affect anyone's schedule, you know what I mean? It doesn't make anyone late for work. Um I was picturing Nick like Nick Fury watches going like what the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um but uh yeah, no, very exciting trailer. I Taika can do no wrong, especially when it comes to yeah. this, I think. Like I'm very excited to see him back in the back in the saddle. I was I was saying to my uh to my my one friend that like I was kind of just like you know, it's like because I I genuinely didn't care about Thor, like as a character, as yeah. the movies. Like the first Thor was like whatever, and the second Thor was an absolute snore. Um, I still haven't seen it. It's garbage. I don't. Mind it. don't. It's not that. It's, it's fine. It's, it's, fine. It's, it's MCU. It's fine. It's yeah. like 
and and then like and then like so when uh when ragnarok hit the scene i was kind of like okay this looks kind of neat you know whatever i didn't yeah. know initially that taiko watiti was directing it but then when i sort of found that i was like okay i know i need to go see it so I, like yeah. i went i like actually like went and saw it in the theater and I was like, okay, like now I care about Thor. <laughs> like <Right. laughs> yeah. Taika Waititi made the movie that made me like Thor. Like... Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's one sentiment that I, that I keep hearing this week after the trailer dropped. Like, yeah, Thor went from like being kind of just the most boring Avenger to being the most interesting in a lot of ways. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Most of that's from Taika, but like it, it is also like the Russes with the, with Infinity War and Endgame because he was yeah. a central part of. Yeah. the emotional crux of that well, which again is weird when you consider the way the first movie started mm-hmm. yeah i mean well i think yeah they gave him friends i mean i think that's the biggest thing they <laughs> yeah. gave it they gave thor people to actually care about so it actually mattered what happened to them and that affected him so when you know like i i yeah i i, I think they did such a good job of turning around the, or turning around that character i mean i accepted the previous two movies because i'm thinking well geez like how many good comic book movies were there at that time? Like Marvel was the only company that was consistently making decent ones. So I was willing mm-hmm. to, I mean, it's it, like, I kind of like Iron Man, like Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> Love A lot the of phase one. And then the second number yeah. three, third one was absolute. Ugh. Like yeah, no, it's, ugh. it's a hard set. But, like the first one, but there was cool good shit for what it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, th- yeah, absolutely. Like the arm of foo stuff, I hated. That stuff was just ridiculous. Where it got yeah. to the point where it's like, oh, I'm like, I'm the, the, the transmitting the suit across the country, and it's kind of piecing together just in time for him to do certain, like, to, in a fight scene. It's moving at hyper ridiculous. speed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, phase know, one doesn't was... hold up as well anymore. But no. yeah, like you said, there, there weren't a lot of other options at the time. So right. it was kind of yeah. skated by. Mm. In the end, well, we good. got. We got end game from that, so like, yeah. <laughs> like Thor, like, like Thor. I'm sorry, Thor. I'm sorry, Iron Man. The movies, the first movie was great because obviously that kickstarted all of this, right? Or, or like, like the new path that they were on, anyway. Yeah. And the the other two movies kind of sucked, but that said, yeah. we got the Iron Man that that was pretty much kind of like the the leader in the Avengers, and the, so many things hinged on that. So it was well worth it. Like I. You know, it was well worth going suffering through those two movies to get what we got in the end. So, yeah. <laughs> and now here we are with uh, this absolutely buck wild thing on the yeah. horizon. So, and Doctor Strange too. Like, I, I feel yeah. it's so close. I was, yeah. I was just about to say that too because it's like it's, it's uh, Marvel's really pulling in the talent, like, like you were saying with, uh, like, with Taika doing like the Thor movies, and now we have Sam Raimi doing, uh, yeah, Doctor Strange. Like, yeah. uh, yep. Gotta love like it. The, the directors and also just the sheer number of people they have in each movie. Like, look at uh, I know at No Way Home and all the people they had in that one movie. Yeah, yeah. Like that's the that's the cast for like three blockbusters of its size, and they had it all in there, and it all worked. Uh, and yeah, really well. seamlessly. Yeah. Um, same thing's gonna be happening with Doctor Strange. I feel like you've got like Wanda and Doctor Strange and a bunch of other characters that could like carry properties of their own, and they're all yeah. going to gel together. Yeah. So. I just, I mean. I guess I'm risking spoilers here, so I don't want to like, like. This is the spoiler podcast. Just do it. No, it's not. Okay, I'll just say. It. I'll just go, go and on. say it. I'm t- I'm really getting fed up though with the plot device where 
X character becomes inexplicably becomes instant asshole, right? We had that in in uh, in uh, the uh, what was it? Not Endgame, but like the the previous one. Um, Infinity War. Infinity War. Infinity War, where Star Lord just does the most illogical thing, mm. right? Given the stakes, given what we know is going to happen. It makes no sense. It made no sense, but they went and did well, it anyway. It, it, and then it does... Spider-Man, they went with this Spider-Man, exact same thing. Why the hell did that movie even happen? Because his friends couldn't make it, through, didn't get get there, didn't get uh, accepted at their universities, and so he decides to go and fuck everything. Sorry, pardon my <laughs> language, but that's the only stuff. It's just small things that I'm thinking. Wow, I I, I couldn't have written that if I if I'd wanted to because I just can't believe that someone would do something so reckless for such a selfish reason when they know when they've already come back and seen half the universe gone yeah right? but but that's that's, that's, that's no, kind two, of two small things it's funny to that, most people but to me it was like eh, that's you know? kind of missing the point though isn't it because the whole like peter's motivation to do what he did was done out of not selfish intent like he his actions, no. like his being That's... Spider-Man, was messing up the lives of the people that were close to him. So he was trying to fix that for the for him. It was him kind of being a I stupid can't... kid and like constantly making like adjustments and bugging Doctor Strange. I that, can't like, know, but panic, it's, that's, it's that very thing. Is that very thing that you're saying that makes me think that it was selfish? It's one thing to say, okay, I want. I want these two friends of mine to get through school because I screwed up or whatever. But then yeah, when but... he's hemming and hawing about the the different oh oh well it, 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 actually I just want these people to know, but obviously this person needs to know and whatever. And you're like, wait, you yeah, didn't because he plan didn't this out all the way through you, because he's before you came, to Mr. Strange, Doctor Strange, like. Like I mean, no, he's, like, he's, he's he's still a kid. Like you got to well, give you know. I, okay, we're we're diving way too deep into this. Because well, we know, I mean, that's why I don't want to get into movie, spoilers because obviously, but some spoilers, spoilers. It's a freaking basic of, plot of the movie. Yeah. Oh, no, I get it. I get it. I'm just saying, I would like to see. That's the second time now that I've gone to a Marvel movie where I'm like, I love everything about this movie except for this one stupid thing where it's like a character does something that really doesn't make a lot of sense given their given their knowledge of the situation that they are in given what they have already been through right mm -hmm. star lord more than anything else i mean spider-man i guess i can give him a pass but because i mean star strange is enabling him but star lord really like you know no i'll, uh, I'll, I'll even you're, you're I, even you're i get i get butt hurt over one like... person dying meanwhile the whole universe is at stake in you yeah but right. you what you did that, yeah, that kind of that kind I of i want to like, see that end that's all and that kind of <laughs> grossly ignores star lord's like whole arc from the first uh the first guardians movie where he was like genuinely an asshole man child and he was slowly growing by his like through his surrogate family the end of uh guardians 2 where he sort of like had to come to that conclusion where like you know he still is pretty him and gamora are still pretty broken and they have right. to like do more like healing and right. what in 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 infinity war where he basically like almost comes to that that point right where he's willing to put her like and other people's lives in front of like other people's like like happiness or like safety in front of his own by right. like actually like accepting that if thanos got gamora he would kill her like she asked him to do 
but right. Thanos denied him that closure. So naturally, he would have a lot of pent up like rage and like frustration because he wasn't allowed to actually complete his arc. So that I, makes yeah, yeah, about finding yeah. out that he that she said that that Thanos like threw her off a cliff like. That wasn't like that wasn't something that he and Gamora, as like you know, sort of a romantic couple, were able to like come to that conclusion together, like and and complete their own growth arcs. Right. Like Thanos took that away from them. I get it. I think it's just it's not that it happened. I think it's just more that that they didn't. I mean, all all, all I'll say is that I feel like they could have handled it in a way that where it didn't seem as as selfish a move as it was because it's a futile move it's like yeah you but... know right now you're trying to save the universe and you're 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 throwing that away because you're all because you're upset over the loss of one person that's all yeah, but that gone. one person you was you can't bring that person back already <laughs> That right. one person was the love of his life and the person yeah. who helped him actually like become a complete human through his own pain and trauma. Like yeah. you're yes, what you're saying makes sense if yeah. every movie was written from a pure logical I am robot beat borp standard. Like but like that's what <laughs> right, that's kind of charged, what makes, robot, that's kind of but this is it. This is ex ex kind of exactly what makes the Marvel movies so good at what they are because yeah. they take into account that there is a lot of emotion that like go that goes behind a lot of action right i feel to me i equate it to seven though if you remember seven <laughs> right seven made more sense right seven was more about 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 choosing to preserve one so like vengeance taking vengeance versus preserving against versus preserving one's soul right well in the in in endgame it's more about like we're talking about the lives of half of the universe at least half of the universe to me that's kind of a clear-cut choice right it doesn't even no matter how butthurt you are over something happening <laughs> right it should be a clear choice to you that you don't throw away half of the universe because you're upset that you you were robbed of your chance to get your closure to me that doesn't make any sense but that's all. Heat at the moment, I'm not I guess. Saying that yeah. you're wrong, I'm saying that that's how I felt about it. I just think that that's the only thing about Marvel movies that really drives me crazy is when you have a character. It's like, wait, no, 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 hold on. Like, why would you make this decision at this point, right? But and like you, like you know, Gamora would want you to do the thing exactly. Right? Like, well, like that yeah, also. It's, the, the, all, it's a all complicated this... thing for a Chris Pratt character to handle. Let's be honest. Yeah. All of this, yeah, I think, goes to that. But... It goes to that Hitchcock quote about why people don't just call the police when they're in a dangerous situation because that would be boring. <laughs> like if, <laughs> if Star Lord, you know, acted with complete perfect rationale and they were able to complete their task to absolute perfection, that would be boring and there would be no like extra movie that like brought the whole thing to a close. Like it would just be like, okay, we're done here. Like you know, why didn't Ant Man just go into Thanos's butthole and expand himself, <laughs> yeah. and vaporize him instantly? Like, why didn't they so just go back in time and kill him and, and, and mess around with time travel logic? Like, because all that would be boring. <laughs> hey, look, <laughs> what are you talking about? That would not be okay, boring. you know what? No, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> that would be the best movie ever. <laughs> Scott, what have you done? Bro. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I didn't mean to just drag us on. I mean, we're Save the world. Plus, I mean, I'm, I'm I think, about I think we can all agree that's uh, for sure. 
that 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 plot point, I think we can all agree, made more sense than uh, Martha. Why did you say yeah. that name? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what happens Wait. when you when you argue semantics in a, in a script. Martha too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is what it's like when doves cry. Yeah. Um, you're telling well, me that, a... that, that Bruce planned to get his ass kicked around that foundry just so he could land at that specific spot where he left the spear? Okay, give me a break. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's it's still more he coherent. He knew he was and... going to end up there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let's, uh, let's, Conversation let's shift... from a different time. Yeah. Let, mm. Let's shift gears to a different uh, yeah. IP and a different medium. Uh, this week we got uh, a new announcement that Amy Hennig and Skydance New Media are working on a brand new Star Wars game. Again, uh, Amy Henning is getting another chance to make the Star Wars game that they, she's been trying to make for how, mm-hmm. like a decade now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, they the haven't really just... like, uh, the Rogue one, I think, that was supposed to be the uh, the there's the thirteen thirteen. Yeah, thirteen thirteen was before that. Yeah, there was another one. I she had nothing to do with that. Yeah, because there's there's been a few different projects projects that like languished in development hell and got canceled over the years yeah i read some or i i I heard some leaks about one of them that was based around like eldradian survivors like after episode four Um, oh wow it was the 1313 one Mm -hmm. but um 1313 was supposed to be like a boba fett thing wasn't it oh that was that was the show actually yeah yeah i think they were like underworld type show Yeah. yeah so i just heard that recently i wasn't sure about that but 1313 looked awesome though. I mean, you look at that trailer now and you're like, wow, man, they were really blowing, they were really blowing smoke <laughs> up our butts because yeah. that thing's like 10 years old now. And I'm like, I don't see games that look that good yet. Like, or there are very few games that look that good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that, yeah. But I mean, I, yeah, I kind of regret that we're not getting 1313. I really wanted to see that story made. That, that being said, like I, I don't think there's many things that they start out making and just like, like when they cancel, like I, I don't think they just throw them in the garbage can. Like I think no. those ideas get filed away for later projects and they can kind yeah. of resurface in other forms. So yeah, I mean, who's to say? Like again, for one thing, we don't know anything about this project they're working on except that it's going to be all new, yeah, thing and an all new like yeah, tale it's of pro- its own. Whether it's, it's probably for the best. Anything else. For yeah, reality's sake, so. it's probably for the best. We could we could use more like original things in Star Wars. Yeah. Like everything is like, oh, it's this person who's a f- cousins of like neighbors of Obi Wan or something. Like we yeah, we could use a little more separate. Like that's one of the things that works so well with uh, Fallen Order. Yeah, or this this person who is Obi Wan. Yeah, well that too. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. Well, that and that yeah, that's because that's the whole thing, right? It's like when it comes to when it comes to like a lot of like you know quote unquote mainstream. Uh, Star Wars stuff, particularly the games, it seems like they they tend to only really focus now. At least re- I think like in recent like recent memory, they only really focus on the Jedi. Like it's not like back in the mm-hmm. day where you'd get really cool stuff like um yeah. like uh like the 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 what, what was the one with the the Clone Wars Rogue Squadron? Oh, what was the name of Repul- that game? Repul- oh. Republic Commando. Republic Commandos. Yeah, oh, that game was yeah. rad. <laughs> even yeah. even even the the Star Wars Bounty Hunter game where you played as Jango Fett, right? Like mm-hmm. a lot. Lucas, I feel like Lucas Games was a lot more like um, experimental with Star Wars stuff, mm-hmm. and it 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 didn't always work. But right. like when it did, 
it worked like gangbusters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even with uh, even with, even a with Battlefront two, like the story mode in that one, focusing on uh, Inferno Squad, like the the Imperial deserters, like that was a really cool narrative in itself. And like, like again, like you had cameos from Luke and Han and stuff like that, but it still was yeah. used in an interesting way. Yeah, like like you like you fight on Naboo with Princess Leia. Yeah. Like, mm. um, yeah. Well, even, so yeah, even, like I'm... even the like the original uh, like um, uh, Rogue Squadron on like the n64 that i remember where yeah like you know like like it was it was more fun to like be like it, you know fighting alongside like luke and han like on the death star than just like oh i get to be luke for the nine millionth time like mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's, i it's, it's more fun when you can insert yourself into it you know what i mean mm-hmm. like i just i mean I don't see any reason as to why this will not reach completion because uh, I believe like like Skydance is Amy Henning's studio, mm-hmm. or at least or she's more involved with that studio. Like she has a lot more creative control than she did over when when she was working on the uh, the project for EA. Um, you know where EJ, EA just put the kibosh on it, but I'm really hoping that we're going to get to see this thing in the next few years because I've reached a point where I'm too old. All right. For <laughs> to see this stuff get canned anymore. Like, I, I don't know how many, many gaming years I have left in me before. I'm just like, Oh, I, I just can't do it. That's enough. And I'm tired <laughs> of like all these delays. I mean, you know, what's the, what's really depressing that freaking like Nvidia leak or what is it? Nvidia. Yeah, that leak that came now, out, yeah. and basically we all we know like what seventy percent of the games that are going to be coming out in the next like five, five or so years. We know, we all know now what they are going to be. There's nothing for me to look forward to anymore. <laughs> like, like, I seriously know everything that's coming, and most likely, like I maybe a lot of it I'm not going to like, but I'm just it just bothers me that we've had to wait this long for Emmy Henning. To, to finally get another game out. This is just ridiculous to me. And the same thing with Jade Raymond, right? Which is kind of related because they were whole, they were tied together on that whole EA motive thing. So it, it just, or were they? I, I'm, I, am, I, am I getting that right or wrong? Did, did she work, did Amy Henning, was she working on the EA motive game I, that got canceled? I'm not sure, actually. Uh, I believe they were connected one. in that way. At some point, I think they were. Yeah, I think you're right. So we're talking about, regardless of whether they're connected or not, but we're talking about two amazing female talents in the industry that have not been able to make a game for God knows how long. We're talking about five years, seven years, something like... It's ridiculous that, that, they, that their talents have just been been languishing. So, I mean, obviously, they've been, they're working, they're doing things, but I really want to see the end of this and like finally see these see their games finally get out there whatever they may be i mean you know i'm not much i'm not really the sony pony so uh, i'm not so sure about uh jade raymond and her thing but but amy henning i love uncharted i am totally down for whatever she's doing i want to see what she would do with star wars and the fact that she's got a marvel project in the works as well I, I'm just over the moon, you know? I just hope I live long enough to play them. That's where I forgot now. Yeah, uh, well, like one one sort of upside, I guess, to this too, like having been on projects before that didn't see the light of day, like maybe yeah. the groundwork is already well established at this point. Like maybe she might know exactly what she wants to do or like or head up 
with this game and can like you know be the, can be off the races like hit the ground running uh now that they're officially like out in the open with this so yeah yeah right uh well, maybe, yeah, it's probably like... different too that like now that like other studios now that like, like like lucasfilm games kind of exist as its own thing and it's not like one studio like you know as shitty as ea kind of had like the majority of star wars properties like under their helm like you know now that other people can do it like there's probably more like likelihood that it'll get made right because part we i'm sure we could all rightly assume that a big part of the reason it didn't get off the ground in the first place was that ea looked at it and like hmm, we can't put microtransactions and loot boxes in this throw yeah. it in the garbage too story driven yeah, yeah no this yeah exactly and it, yeah. it's, it's not the only thing that they're riding on too right like mm -hmm. you know, when, when ea was the only one who could and would do games for star wars it's like yeah they had to put all their eggs in essentially one or two baskets so oh man that was a mistake wasn't it oh in retrospect yeah well and even like from the off the off the hop is like really them you want to give them yeah. the <laughs> okay i i guess they're big they names, made the but... football game <laughs> yeah <laughs> they used to they used to make good games and then they got greedy but yeah. uh yeah well yeah but, they, they showed it and got out of control yeah. with it but, um but yeah like we like now we also have well it's not quite official yet but there's just like the sequel to jedi fallen order coming from respawn yeah yep. there is eclipse coming for better or from worse from uh yeah studio yeah um <laughs> working on the that's of the old republic remake and a bunch of other ports and stuff like that so mm. um could be a promising time ahead for star wars games i'm pretty excited yeah yeah they should do a big collection pack of the super star wars games and put them out on everything but mostly on the switch i just played uh super star wars recently and uh it's it's hard as balls it's hard as balls i don't know I, and i actually remember beating that game back in the day because it was like one of the like six games i owned on yeah. the super nintendo so we used to just yeah. play it constantly uh, i think i had the game boy version of that or something or something that was based well, off it on game boy the ga yeah no, the, ga the game better. boy version the game boy version was based off of the famicom version of yeah. the original like star mm. wars oh no not, not the famicom version sorry because the famicom version was wildly different the original like yeah. the american nintendo version and i had didn't, that one too it was great. Put that, great uh didn't super star wars come out on playstation like a couple of years ago I think they I think. did. They, it was part of a package or a pre-order yeah. or something. Maybe, I yeah. Remember. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I like. I, I was playing it because I was testing out uh, like a three-in-one console that I'll talk about later. But uh, yeah. I, 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 I picked up a complete in box copy of it a couple of years ago for a really good price, and I hadn't really ever played it before. Yeah. So I popped it in. And I was like, oh, this isn't uh, quite so what I thought it was. To... <laughs> <laughs> it's weird for me to see this, just because it's like. It's like, how do you put a game like Super Star Wars, like Super being in the name was specific to the fact that it was on the Super Nintendo yeah. on the PlayStation. You know what I mean? It's just so <laughs> annoying. Oh, man. I, I remember having the Super Super Star Wars and on the uh, on the Super Family. Oh, sorry. On the Super Nintendo. Um, mm. My brother. I mean, my brothers had it. I'm, I'm sure we all played it to death. I don't think any of us beat it. Dear God, that game was just. Hell, and I'm pretty sure we played the others too. We played Jedi, we played Empire Strikes yeah. Back. You, you, you know, we we played all of those. Um, yeah, and then I'm not, 
eh, my memories of it are not fond. I remember tearing my hair out <laughs> a lot of the time. Uh, no, we loved but it. Yeah, they mean, were, like... But they were some of the best Star Wars games that I'd seen oh, yeah. on no. at the time, Un- for sure. Unquestionably. Yeah. The, even just the, the music alone, like how... Yes. Like how like how good it's it's a it's a testament to how good the sound chip was in the super nintendo because those those tracks and a lot of those sound effects sound like almost like like they came right out of the movie like it's so like go play play super wars (laughs) yeah like play play super star wars just like for the beginning just for the battle of hoth because that music is like almost like one-to-one perfect yeah (laughs) yeah no i i agree i agree it was burned into my brain for a while like those soundtracks Mm. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah. uh, speaking of old games, uh, there was a new collection. Well, not a new collection. We, 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 we knew this was coming, but uh, Sonic Origins yeah. got a release date. Uh, another week. collection. <laughs> another collection, but not just any collection. Uh, this is going to see the games uh, remastered for the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, not not straight up nice. emulated, although there will be an option to play them in their original forms. Uh, it's coming out in June. Uh, did you guys catch the trailer for that? I, I did. One. Yeah, no, it's uh, they they did sort of the now. same thing they did with uh, Sonic Mania, and it was um, it's like they had the little animated uh, like vignettes too that were really nice. Um, well, co- coincidentally, the uh, the Sonic Mania team is working on like like well, yeah, yeah, the Sonic Three Makes and Knuckles uh, port, so which I I it's... and now I believe that's that's all four games that are in that are remastered by them, so yeah, consistency. Uh, it's uh, it's it's very cool to see. Um, just because like again like you know i i i kind of uh i i still i still have my like sonic collection for the the ds and mm. uh it's always it's always fun but that's just the first three or you know i guess three and a half if you count and knuckles as something um mm. and uh like it it, it it those are such timeless games and also to include sonic cd which is like arguably the best sonic like club the classic 2d sonics um, it's tough competition for sure. <laughs> already yeah. got on that Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> it's been on, yeah. It's been available on 360 for like ages, right? Oh yeah, it's oh yeah, no, it's it's been available on a lot of places. Sonic CD, I mean, uh, the three, yeah, three yeah. is the trick. Is the three is the one they are? Three is in this, right? Three yep. is in. It. So it's Sonic One, Two, Three, and Knuckles and CD. Okay. All right, all um, remastered. That's a good collection. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, like and it's. No, that's like that's the definitive Sonic collection. Like I was, I was, I was looking into it, and like it's been about ten to eleven years since they were like bundled together. And even then, it wasn't perfect because like you don't always have Sonic Three and Knuckles in there. Like the the copyright right. issues with Michael jo- Michael Jackson kind of yeah. make porting them a bit of a nightmare. So like you never quite yeah. get them all in one spot together. Yeah. But now they've done that, and they're also like doing the whole remaster thing. So they have the anniversary mode where you can play in like full sixteen nine and. Uh, I, I'm not sure if there's going to be any further gameplay like revisions, but uh, just that alone would be nice to have, like without the, like the slowdown and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, and, and 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 again, like so, like uh, Sonic CD is like so good, and I don't think people really appreciated it in its time. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, no. And even just like the thought of like of it running on like a PS5 or an Xbox Series X, where you don't have that like as much of a load time as you're going between the different states. Right, like that, yeah. I think is going to be like a big difference because mm-hmm. I was bugged. I, I I had the the, the Windows ninety five version as a kid, um, yeah. of, oh, of Sonic Jesus. CD, and like it was like, <laughs> oh God, I hit the signpost. I didn't want to go, and then yeah. it's like thirty seconds of the loading animation, loading. and then uh, I oh, have to go no. back to the other timeline <laughs> though and 
30 more seconds I, of loading. I swear I knew a guy who had that, a kid who had that, and I went, like, I slept over his house one night, we tried to play it, and it was, like, maybe my first experience with, like, a creepypasta, because I think it might have been, like, a cracked version, so oh, it yeah, always yeah. got to the part in the beginning where, like, the music gets really scary, and Metal Sonic, like, takes, like, Amy, and it just, like, froze there, like, so oh, you no. couldn't actually, like, move past the screen, but the, like, that, like, horrifying music was just, like, playing the whole time. Oh, no. <laughs> and it was just, <laughs> it was such a weird experience. <laughs> that, that boss music where that, like, really slow laugh kicks in, it's all... Yeah. It was so genuinely horrifying. It's a classic. I gotta revisit the 360 version. I mean, I I really didn't... My friend, my one of my best friends was the one who who pretty much owned the Saturn. I think I owned a Saturn for... No, wait. We're talking about Sega CD, right? So, yeah, CSS I think he owned Saturn, the yeah. Sega CD. So, I think I borrowed it from him. I didn't have a Sega CD for a while. Um, but I eventually did get one for a bit, but not for long. But, uh, yeah, I remember he had it, and he knew, he knew the ins and outs of it. I didn't really play that much of it but i just thought that it was really cool that we finally that we were getting sonic cd and it was and it was actually had like time travel elements i always thought that that was something that you needed to do that was the one area that where obviously they needed to go and yeah I, I i do remember having fond memories of what i played from that game so you know it's good to see that yeah like we're all going to be able to play that now and, and and it's a far in a far more accessible form i mean you know, especially with three being in the package too. I mean, that's a much more complete package. Hopefully, it's a, it's faithful. Hopefully, it's it's done right. You know. Well, I mean, like even if the anniversary mode isn't quite faithful enough for some players, like I think the like the classic mode will scratch right. that itch. Like you'll have that available too. Yeah. Um, and like yeah, like for me, it's like having this on the Switch just makes you know my Switch all the more valuable. Like this is another yeah. like complete series I can play through. On this powerful little handheld that I take with me everywhere. So, yeah, um, mm -hmm. yeah, it's uh, yeah, Sonic Three and Knuckles to getting collected properly too. Like that's that's yeah. big because like that that game often gets mishandled again because of the whole licensing thing. Like you don't always get it proper, and like even like previous collections. Like I, I remember like them being separated and like not quite coherent. Yeah. So hopefully, yeah. Whitehead Studios is making a nice, uh, like consistent build of it. So, and I. Hope so. I I, I believe you can play as Knuckles in Sonic 1 now, which is something that's brand new. Oh, okay. For the cool. anniversary mode. I believe cool. one of the levels they show him in the trailer is like from the first game. So mm -hmm. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, that works. You know, I, I, I just hope that, like I was, uh, like you were saying, I hope that that it's that it's faithfully done, that it's well, or remastered, that it's well done. Because I got to be honest with you, like the Sega re, uh, collections tend to be hit or miss i mean if m2 is working on them then usually they're they're top quality they often include things that you include things that actually improve the experience as well um but like uh i remember that sega that sega genesis collection that they released uh last gen and i gotta be honest with you it or is it last gen or this gen i guess i think it came out technically on it's last like... gen but it's really this gen too it's it's, it's a, like an xbox one ps4 release hmm. and uh and that particular one that sega genesis collection that they had was it had terrible like there, there are certain parts where it just would mess up there would be like a high-pitched like 
like like squeals that would happen every now and then like it just it, where that where i literally would yank my head my headphones off because it was that it was that loud and piercing that it was painful right and, and all sorts of other things i found that it was just a buggy experience overall so mm -hmm. i really i only trust them too to do like sega stuff generally they're, they're the only ones who seem to actually put in the care and effort that's required so i mean i'm hoping that the whoever's doing working on the 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 sonic collection is putting that same sort of care and effort in there to kind of like squash the bugs and make sure that it's a faithful and properly working like uh um remaster or update yeah well like white white studios has shown like through sonic mania that they really like get yeah. sonic a lot more than most sonic developers since Mm -hmm. 1997 <laughs> have done so well, that yeah. was half the thing with sonic mania right with with whitehead studios because there were like a lot of people um who had been working on uh like sonic fan games and so like sega just said all right you want you guys want to make a game for us here you go <laughs> like, yeah so they just I gave really them the, the resource i don't understand why that doesn't happen more often like <laughs> Like Sega sits on so many IPs that that other developers, even indie developers, could probably do yeah. better than they do this these days. And it's like the fact that Street Fighter Four, sorry, not Street Fighter Four, sorry, Streets of Rage Four. Like it, I, I, I don't understand how they made that, and there was a, they already had like the street, the the the, the Streets of Rage, like remake, or Streets of Rage. Um, that, that remake that was made by those, you know what I'm talking about. The the, the the one that was made by like the by the the in the indie developers and Sega shut it down, and then uh, Gold and made four. And I'm like, that game is far better than four. I don't understand why Sega isn't taking advantage of the creativity that is out there from the, from their actual fans, right? Rather than trying to guess what we want, you know what I mean? You like gotta so say Sonic, the same thing least, for Nintendo too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. But like Sega, the, the I feel like Sega should be more flexible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know? Nintendo well, makes think, enough think... money to, to 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 just say to just be that elephant that just keeps going like nope, 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 nope. We're doing fine, <laughs> right? I, but I that's I think Nintendo. that's 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 more I think on the lines too that like um, Nintendo like historically has been very protective of its IP. Mm -hmm. So the fact that like Nintendo still wields as much power as they do, like they hold on to their stuff with an iron fist whereas sega as you know kind of like still a pretty prolific studio but kind of like you know the one that failed um mm -hmm. in, in comparison like when you talk about the like you know like the quote unquote, well you know in, in comparison like the, you know when yeah. you talk about like the, the quote-unquote console wars right but yeah yeah like and it's 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 just like it was just when you really look back on it, it was just bad timing because for all intents and purposes, the Dreamcast was the best system on the market when it launched. Like Agreed. from a technical perspective, like it mm. was the like best thing out there and yep. nobody bought it. Nintendo or Sega couldn't support it by themselves. Like nobody was developing for it and everything that, that Sega put on it weird and cool that it was couldn't yeah. save it. Right. So like they right. are the ones who, who had to like, sort of like, end up you know eating it and just becoming a software developer so they, i right. think they do have a lot more um a lot more like reason to be lenient 
than something like than someone like Nintendo or even like like Microsoft or like Sony, like those big ones too. Like Microsoft's never gonna let some indie dev make you know uh, a fan Halo and be like, here you go, guys, make Halo for us. Like yeah, but they made never a, gonna they happen. Made a battle toads. Yeah. yeah, and look how it turned out. They really, <laughs> yeah. you know, they learned their lesson on that one. Yeah. Well, that one might have been Battletoads des- like deserves to stay back where it was. Like that might. Yeah. Have, yeah. That Maybe Battletoads didn't proof. hold up as much as you remember. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the real Battletoads was the enemies we made along the way. <laughs> that one, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll uh, we'll see how yeah. the Ninja Turtles collection fares later this year in that regard. Mm. But oh. um, yeah, so. Fingers crossed for that release in June, but uh, yeah. for now let's move on to our review section. Um, I kind of want to hear your thoughts on the unbearable weight of massive talent, Kari. Okay, uh, I, I, I rewatched the trail last night. Ago. This <laughs> just looks like all kinds of things. Yeah. Okay. Okay. How how deep down this rabbit hole do we want to go? Um, all the way. Yeah, Not too spoilery, but okay. Well, I mean, all okay. The spoilers. I, I want to hear all my, of it. The reviews out. I can share my actual feelings of it, and I, I think my, I think my subtitle for it was was uh, a bit lightweight, and I, it's not. <laughs> and it's it, like I was so pumped to see this film, and I think I got mostly what I was expecting out of it. Um, I mean, it is a, it is a really, it, it, it's a kind of movie that I would, abs- that I would, abs- that I absolutely dreamed about reviewing, you know, um, before, because I mean, uh, Nick, Nicholas Cage, I have a special connection with, with, with him because of the role that he played in adaptation, which was part of that two duo, um, uh, film from, uh, Spike, uh, you know, like, uh, Spike Jones and, um, and, uh, I'm um, sorry. Now I forgot. I'm I'm forgetting the name of the directors, but uh, uh, Kaufman, Charlie Kaufman. Oh, okay. Right. Um, they wrote um, Being John Malkovich, uh, or they did Being John Malkovich. I loved that film. Right. I'm aging myself because that film was like that's like a 1990s film. Um, I believe adaptation was like a 2000 and like early 2000s, early 2000s yeah. film. Right, which is a follow-up, and that starred Nicolas Cage playing as Charlie Kaufman, as well as his twin, his fictional twin brother. Um, uh, uh, I think it was Donald or something Kaufman. So essentially, he was already doing this role way back then, like <laughs> doing this whole meta. Oh, I'm playing a real person, a fictional version of a real person, right? Plus a fictional brother, right? Writing writing this film that is actually unfolding as it hap- as as it happens because he's the screenwriter and this is this this basically this movie kind of plays on that whole on that whole idea i don't know if you want me to get into a whole synopsis about it but um of essentially massive weight uh, massive weight or the massive weight yeah no, okay. massive weight i don't want to i don't want to necessarily ruin i've got like the thing. trailer premise of it yeah like yeah that, I mean, like he's called like here's some some billionaire wants to hang out with them and it turns out right. he's you know in some nefarious stuff and right double crossing and triple crossing ensues right yeah so i mean effectively in in um in uh, the unbearable weight of massive talent you have nicholas cage 
um, playing a fictional version of himself named Nick Cage, right? That's, you know, not confusing at all, right? It's fine. Plus, on top of that, he has a he has a a, a figment of imagine of an imagination in his head. So basically, an imaginary friend in his head called Nicky Cage, who is basically Nicolas Cage playing as his 1990s version of, of, of his role in Wild at Heart, except that he's not playing the character Sailor. He's playing Nicolas Cage, who just happens to dress and act like that character. But he's actually Nicky Cage. Okay. So you have, and basically, um, Nick Cage is going through a bit of an existential crisis because he he his his he he hasn't he he isn't able to land a big mo- a juicy movie part that he was that he really thought would 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 make it would make make his career or bring him back you know um and uh also he's got debts right and um and basically he feels that he's possibly losing his talent so he long story short his agent um hooks him up with a uh, with a, a a billionaire who lives in who lives in Spain who wants who basically wants uh, Nicolas Cage to make an appearance at his birthday party, which he begrudgingly goes to do to he does because it's a million dollars. Come on, he he needs yeah. debts to pay. Um, Nicholas also has a family to worry about. He's got his, he has an ex-wife. He has a fictional ex-wife, a fictional um, <laughs> uh, daughter. Right, who he dotes on, and 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 basically tries to believes that she is kind of like has the same sort of appreciation for cinema that he doesn't. But you know, she's a teenager. Of course, she doesn't. Like he, he's, she feels embarrassed to be around him and all this other stuff. So he begrudgingly goes on this on uh, on on this trip, and he's intercepted by the FBI, or not the FBI, the CIA, who basically tell him, well, this 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 um, olive grove uh owning millionaire that you're about to go see he's actually runs an arms cartel and he's kidnapped the italian president's daughter <laughs> we need you to spy on him i we need you to spy him so we can find the, so we can rescue her and it's just it it, it 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 obviously it's ridiculous it's it, it's obviously a ridiculous idea but what's lovely about this is that nicholas Nick Cage, sorry, Nick Cage. So the fictional Nick Cage that's in this movie, who stars in this movie, he is. It's it's half of him is the is like Nick Nicholas Cage, like looking at things and realizing this is preposterous. Like there's no way I can do this or whatever. But then there's this other half of him. The other half is the Nick the Nick Cage that is basically feeding off of his own bullshit like he like he actually has the arrogance to believe that well because i did my own stunts in this movie then that means i know how to drive a car and of course he does because (laughs) he did right but then there are other times where it's like he you know you're thinking okay he was a national treasure so he should be able to figure out how to slip around and like you know like um do spy stuff right and get out with the information before the guards come back and and he'll absolutely fall on his face. And like some of the most hilarious stuff happens because of that. And it's just, it's in that way, I got some great laughs out of this movie. I think most people who, if you're a Nick Cage fan or a Nicolas Cage fan or a Nicky fan, whatever version of Nicolas Cage you like, I'm sure that you will, that you will enjoy this movie. My only real complaint is that about it really is that, um, 
Nicolas Cage is an actor who's he's a prolific actor. He's been in the business for 40 years now, 40 years. And this film, which has which is still chock full of a lot of references, really seems to kind of focus around the same films. There's only a handful of films that it really that where you really feel that connection to where you're like, oh, OK, I've seen this film or they show a scene from this or where that memorabilia there and that and then this museum is from that or where they're referencing this. Right. Mm-hmm. But I really feel that. The kind of movie that it is, especially with a title, the title that it that it has, I feel like I feel like like the unbearable weight of massive talent. You're like saying that there's this unbearable weight. And I feel that, but they didn't, it really only just kind of skirts on the surface of what, where they really could have gone. It's not a being John Malkovich. It's not an adaptation, you know, hmm. which is not necessarily a bad thing, but I feel that the, the writer director, uh, Tom Gormican, I mean, clearly he's not a Charlie Kaufman. He's not a Spike Jones. And I think that that kind of shows in this, in this, but, other than that, I feel that absolutely. If you if you're if you're looking for a good for some good laughs, um, so there's some great like uh, um, uh, how do I say um, assists from the from the from from the the supporting cast. Um, Pedro Pascal is adorable. Uh, that's all I'll say really. But he's amazing uh, in everything I've seen yeah, him in. So he's amazing like, in a lot of things, but he's adorable. He's adorable in this. I think the word adorable, adorable is really the name. <laughs> word to use for him in this movie and yeah i'm i'm certain like you're gonna enjoy it you know just i just i just think i just went in with a little bit more enthusiasm and expectations than what was realistic under the circumstances but it's still a great thing being john malkovich yeah like you were supposed to be very kind of like cerebral i guess like, yeah yeah it's not going to be as cerebral as that but and you know and it kind of falls into more of a a predictable pattern once it gets to a certain point because the movie itself is like the other things their movie is developing based on what's happening in real time it's not like it's not like uh it, it changes it, it changes based on the situation that he's placed in right which i guess is makes sense based on the whole premise so i mean the one thing i won't i won't go too much further into it but the, the part of the hook is that the the billionaire um, paid by Pedro Pascal, right, is not only a Nick Cage super fan, but he's also he also has a script that he wants Nick to be in. So part of their and once they once they get over the awkwardness of everything, they become fast friends. And so the, the they start working on this whole this new story idea together. But of course, that story idea is being influenced by the fact that he's spying. He's literally spying on this guy at the same time. Mm. And there are all these things that are getting in the way that that change the direction of where they're going with it. So mm. that's kind of and that's great. It's very meta. It's just not going to be as 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 cerebral as those other films that I mentioned. Mm. Yeah. So how absolutely lost do you think someone would be if they went into this with absolutely no exposure to Nick Cage before? <laughs> like, Oh, if, if they've had no, like, no. Do you no, think this holds up if you lost. have like, no, really? No, yeah. no, no, I don't think that I, uh, first of all, like I was saying, the movie doesn't really touch on as many references and films as you would think. And like mm. half of the references are literally like, oh, it's a movie playing on a TV that someone is watching or, or, or just happens to be on the TV coincidentally or whatnot. And 
and then there are little side references made here and there. But really, it's not it's not that kind of a it's not like oh, if you don't know who Nick Cage is, then you don't know. As a matter of fact, mm. this is perfect for people who don't know who Nick Cage is because because essentially this isn't the real Nick Cage anyway, right? And and I think what I think what I said in at one point in my review, I said that this might actually be a great film for I, even though it is kind of meta in itself this whole idea it's it's kind of maybe the ideal film for parents who love nick cage to drag their kids to but or not their <laughs> not, their, not their young young kids it's yeah. a pg4 a P, uh, 14a rated film but Teenagers, it's yeah. a great film to drag them to because if they end up liking this the simple action meta comedy then they're going to say, wait, but dad or mom, what about who's Nikki? K- what is what was that going on with that? And I'm like, oh, well, that's from Nick, Nick Cage from Wild at Heart. You got to see that or or the oh, Con Air. treasure or face off or there's so many there's so many references of 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 well-known films hmm. that I think that that would be I think that that'd be quite enjoyable for people to kind of like start with that and then actually go back and say, oh, this is what all this is about. So, yeah, I don't think most people, even if you don't know who Nick Cage is, I think that's the whole point. I think that that's definitely the intent of the director and Nick Cage here is that this movie is kind of to is kind of a primer to kind of get into this to get into the world of Nick Cage, because it doesn't really matter if you're if you're a teenager or you're an adult. There are things that are going to appeal. He's so far out there that there are definitely going to be things in his in his filmography that people are going to or in his in his portfolio that people are going to love hmm. so regardless of their age group so i think you know yeah i think that like, that will be good like the trailer of the premise kind of were like made me think that it was all going to be a big kind of in joke really like this is only going to be like for people who appreciate him or appreciate not appreciating him like you know like like making fun of him or whatever like it's going to be very clicky almost like but uh yeah. no it's that's that's pretty cool that it could be so much more than that although yeah. through this whole thing i just really want to watch being john malkovich again because i saw it when i was when it came out and i was way too young yeah. to understand all the layers of it right I didn't even know who john malkovich was so uh, <laughs> <laughs> so i was like i should give it another shot yeah gotta find yeah. that somewhere maybe it's on netflix <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah no i think the, I, I definitely feel that it's good it's a great primer i can't I think that uh, yeah, it, it certainly yeah, it could have gone a lot further, but but I feel that yeah, I feel that I think that would going really going pushing it all the way, right in terms of meta, in terms of self-reference, would have made for a very cerebral film. As a matter of fact, that's kind of the kind of the film that in a way that 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 that, that, that the two characters that that nick cage and the and the and the and uh pedro javi's character are kind of like trying to put together but in the end it kind of like collapses into an action movie because that's what what people want and i think that in the end it's like that makes sense because yeah they want i think in a way he you know like they want to win from this right they don't Mm want to make it to this film that is just so so up its own ass that it can't that that that, that people can't appreciate that normal people can't appreciate it and i think that that's this film i think will succeed in that awesome right and that's really cool yeah looking forward to checking that out um yeah so we'll 
keep moving here. I yep. reviewed uh, something that was also kind of a weird uh, mashup of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I played uh, Neptunia X Senran Kangura Ninja Wars <laughs> on the Switch. Uh, this one came out on PS4 recently, but uh, we got to review the uh, the new Switch port. And uh, as someone who had really no exposure to either of these series beforehand, yeah. uh-huh. Uh, I come out the other side of it wondering who the hell they made this game for because it sure <laughs> probably isn't the Senran Kangura crowd because none of that stuff's in there. <laughs> um, so if you haven't heard of what Senran Kangura is, it's a weird action franchise where you basically try to strip your opponents and everyone is... <laughs> you don't try uh, to strip your opponents. Well, that is happens. that is the aim. Yeah, that is the aim of everything. It's I'm trying to think of a, not, a tasteful way to describe the anatomy, and exaggerated doesn't seem too big, cut bouncing, it. bugging geese, like <laughs> pillows strapped to chests type of anatomies. Yeah, um, even that feels but, generous. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to be tasteful as well and uh, insulting or condescending, but things that don't really resemble actual human anatomy in any conceivable way. I actually, uh, there's one character who was just so ridiculous from a certain, like, like I was playing a level with this one character and just from the side, it's just preposterous. So I, I sent a picture to, to Dana and I, said, <laughs> and I said, show me that you, or, or tell me that you've never seen boobs before without telling me you've never seen boobs before, because this is just Are you not telling human me, anatomy. Chris, you want to tell, you're going to sit here and tell me that the DOA engine where boobs moved independent of one another and gravity does not resemble that of reality in my review i said this would make the the makers of day of doa blush (laughs) they they studied physics (laughs) you know (laughs) they knew they were doing better than we did yeah. You you could set was there an was there an age like was there an age slider (laughs) (laughs) just said like that those games had that feature in it and they would be blushing at this uh design in this game um but I was kind of curious about like the whole Neptunia side of things because I've heard over the years, and someone was recently telling me that you know it's actually like a pretty interesting parody yeah. of the game industry in certain in certain right. outings of the series, anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, and that aspect was kind of missing from the game as well. Really? So basically, in this in this game's world, the two franchises characters are in opposing ninja schools or clans or whatever you want to call it, and uh, they kind of have this routine existence of just fighting each other all the time, like it's some kind of generic anime and then uh they're invaded by this group called the steam legion which is supposed to be some kind of shot at steam and valve and all that stuff by by design but all all it really comes down to is just that they're fighting a bunch of robots for to to determine who the best ninja school is and like there's this sets up parody because like all 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 the all the neptunia characters are are loosely based off of like game systems like the protagonist neptunia is based off of sega there's a playstation nintendo xbox stand-in but none of that even comes to anything. Like they're battling the Steam Legion, but there's not really any commentary about you know Steam's impact on the on the industry. So like, yeah. I was looking for parody and satire, and it was just kind of like, haha, Steam, like level of jokes. Yeah. Like, oh, isn't that funny? Um, except for a few like dialogues where they kind of like got into jokes that were kind of meta about the nature of games and stuff like that. And that's worth a chuckle. But again, that was all side conversation so the comedy um, budget went into the uh into the physics right yeah absolutely yeah, <laughs> yeah spend more time i, I don't know I, I feel like that engine has long been getting its money's worth <laughs> I, I don't know what biting satire you were expecting from the big boob weeb game 
Well, that was the Petunia side of things, right? So, like, I... Uh, I I well. actually checked out a different Senran Kangura game to kind of get a taste for it, like an actual one, and... Chris. Yeah, you did I mean, your research. I've, I've seen some, like, dumb shit on the internet, but I, this is, like, immediately off the hop. I was like, what the fuck am I actually watching can right I, now? Like, Chris, can I stop you for one second? Go ahead. It's it's pronounced Kagura. Senran Kagura. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Please continue. <laughs> so, Senra Kagura. Uh... Wait, wait. Which one? Which one did you play? Because I have a lot of them for reasons. Um, I need my glasses so I can push them up to my. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, uh, the bazooka game is called was... Kagura. It just drives me nuts. Estival versus. Oh, Estival versus like is like the first one they made. It's like the classic. It was on Steam, and it was like it was really cheap on Steam. Yeah. So I was like, "Oh, let's see what an actual game in the series is like." It's um, pretty vapid. Yeah, like the whole opening cutscene is just—I can't even remember the exact details of it, but like just the most cringy Oof. sort of let's be edgy <laughs> and like dirty kind of humor. No, um, you gotta play. You gotta play Bon Appetit. That was a rhythm game for some reason where yeah, they're that, in a cooking I'm competition. I'm already and <laughs> and the you cook things and then the judge who is like like an old like ninja guy he's like the old like you know the old master he yeah. screams at the flavor with such ferocity that it blows the clothes off your opponent wow it, it's okay. it's pretty funny like that one actually made me laugh at just how like profoundly stupid it was i was yeah, like this is a cooking not, uh... game why is it a rhythm game <laughs> like, i was almost hoping to see like some kind of level of kill a kill style satire or something from that aspect of of it no no they have none can. of it it's purely um, for weebs to you know to. Uh, yeah <laughs> but like all of that stuff you're not gonna get in this game besides from like character designs like none of that stuff is in there it's not even like that no it's not even design. remotely yeah i know I, I looked into it after i saw you like were reviewing it and i was just like yeah it's not even like there is not a single thing in there worth uh doing the like, one-handed tango too this is too much information. We need to move on. Uh, but yeah, like that. The, that's, that's what those game games are. You're gonna sit here and pretend like they're not. You that's you know, I don't have the entire library on my computer. I, so I'm gonna say one. <laughs> I'll say one thing in it. I'll Fair say enough. one thing. And I don't know anything, barely anything about this game. I mean, I I know in passing, but I will say, as someone who lived in Japan for three years, like I feel like at least. I can at least appreciate its existence because I feel like those kind of screwy, screwy games have to happen for other cool stuff to happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's no, like if, if it doesn't exist then like other cool games that we, that we love from Japan wouldn't exist either. <laughs> DOA but they have to have that creative out. outlet to just do whatever. <laughs> and you know, Japan's just one of those countries that can do that. They're not, they're not, they're not, they don't, they're not as beholden to, you know, like, um, Standards. social mores as we are here right certainly there are, i mean sony itself is doing a lot of censorship there but um but i feel like and nintendo has in the past too used to anyways you know? yeah and that was some of the stuff that uh, comes out on nintendo's eShop. uh yeah. there's a story going around over the weekend that like one of the top titles on 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 the switch eShop yeah. page was just pure hentai essentially like or just pure yeah, i saw that and wow. i was i literally said to myself like 
these guys have no fucking standards when it comes to the eShop. Like it's not it's anymore. unbelievable. <laughs> not anymore. Like, this is this is Wii era like floodgates is just open for this garbage. Yeah, it's uh this those, far cry those... from the SNES censorship they used to pull. Yeah. But um yeah, no. But it's not even the... like you know it's like like censorship that needs to happen to a certain degree because those charlatans who made the you know the triple a alarm clock game that everyone was yeah. fascinated with oh, yeah. or like the uh, calculator game like they're doing like a deluxe edition of the triple a <laughs> alarm clock for the switch like <laughs> do some it's, quality um, control nintendo yeah. Mm-hmm. To come back to the actual gameplay of it though like it's it's really bland it actually reminds me a lot of like a psp beat-em-up and that like you go into a simple map and you run around to points and you beat up the stuff and then you win but i Correct. found myself like playing it more than i needed to like i kept going with it beyond the scope of the review and kind of had fun playing it just kind of in a kind of a mindless way so it's not breaking the wheel it's not really delivering yeah. on what either series is known for mm-hmm. but it's kind of fun in its own way i just don't really know what they intended the audience to be on it <laughs> like yeah. um, well. I back in the back when the um, the 360 launched. I'm pretty sure I bought Rumble Roses, and I really enjoyed that game. I thought the game was hilarious, and so I can't judge. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I, I, like, I, I unironically enjoyed that really game. Judge. I I unironically enjoyed Rumble Roses to an extent, and uh, even uh, DOA Beach Volleyball was kind of a chill game. Yeah. Uh, well, even time. DOA, like as as like as shameless as it was being, like even the commercials were like selling it on the idea where it was like lol te boobs, like like <laughs> they were solid fighting games for what they were. Be. Like it used to be very good. Solid I mean, used to be games. sure. Yeah, DOA two is like a, was like a staple in my house, but like mm-hmm. yeah, it's yeah. uh, it's 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 come it's fallen quite a way quite a ways, but um. Like that's what I mean. Like those games, at least, like they were solid for what they were. Yeah. Like if they were well put together, then mm-hmm. yeah, it almost yeah. makes you wonder why they even had to like sell it on the sex. Like, right? Well, just for mm-hmm. the sake of doing it, I guess. Yeah, like they needed to stand, to stand out. out. I guess there were just too many competitors at the time. You know, they needed some. They needed their own like edge, Street and they Fighter were literally and... working off of the same hardware as say a lot of other. Sega games, so they had to they had to at least stand out. You know, they couldn't they didn't want to be mistaken for another virtual fighter. Yeah, like they had virtual fighter, Street Fighter, Soul yeah. Calibur, um, Tekken. There was a lot of yeah. other like hardcore fighters at the time. Yeah. Uh, King of Fighters, even on the two D front. Yeah, um, DOA was great. You know, the sad thing is that I, I think some of the best part of the reason why those games were great was was uh, Itagaki's involvement, right? And Itagaki's mm-hmm. got his own. He had his own issues back then. <laughs> I don't think a lot of people want to work with him now. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, plus, like, that, they just don't make fighters you know? like that anymore, anyways. Yeah, period. Yeah. They're just mm-hmm. taking different directions. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're kind of running along here, so let's move yeah. along sure. um, to our What You've Been Playing section. Um, George, have you been playing anything lately? Or What You've Been Playing? You're off camera. I probably shouldn't call on you, I guess. <laughs> Sorry, I was choking on something. Well, you shouldn't um, do that in there either. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what the hell creeped up into my throat. Um, what have I been playing lately? Uh, mostly nothing. Um, it's been... Uh, 
some Fortnite and some little bit of Animal Crossing. I uh, saw one of my like old old friends from uh, from grade school who like I just like happened to like have on Instagram and we interact once in a while. She was playing and I was like, "Yo, come to my island." And we like ran around for like an hour. <laughs> and uh, and uh, yeah, a little bit more you know Stardew here and there and some Elden Ring here and there. We're kind of coming out to like a dry patch, right? Let's so it's like I guess we really are at the dry patch, yeah. So that's kind of why, like, I'm just kind of like waiting to see. Dana's got something interesting on my radar now, so hopefully in a week or so I'll have something to talk about. But it's not Cat Cafe, yeah, is it? No, no, it's uh that um <coughs> um what was it called? I just saw it on my phone. Something so it's like some retro inspired Dungeons of Dread Rock. Oh right, that thing, okay. yeah. Looks really cool. I'm actually like super into it, so hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well I tried to play again, I tried to play Phasmophobia for like a little bit and then I like chickened out in five minutes because it was just it's it's <laughs> too God damn is that game just too atmospheric. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh yeah. I've been having a lot of long conversations with a buddy about how bad Kingdom Hearts is, and he hadn't seen the trailer for four, so I I sent it to him, mm. at, along with the text message. I think this game looks too good, <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like so worried about. It. He's like, he's like, I just, I don't, I, I guess, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was funny. It was a good, yeah. good talk. Yeah. Good talk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Kari? What have you been up to? Well, um, I okay. About this dry patch you're talking about. I'm loving this. I'm absolutely <laughs> loving it. I mean, obviously, I don't, as one of our, I'm, I'm more of a, like, of a, I'm not usually one of the news guys. I'm more of like a review, you know, review, like hard, hardware software reviewer kind of guy. And it's like, I'm, I'm so used to being bombarded with like new stuff that I want to play, but I can't play because I'm, I'm, I'm busy reviewing something else and I got to get that done. And then the next thing comes. So I've been actually enjoying a little bit of a, the, the slower pace of things. Cause there's so many games in my backlog that I want to kind of get to. Mm -hmm. So uh, what I have been playing, um, I've been, I'm still playing dying light uh, too. Um, uh, playing it as a, on the, in the peacekeeper in peacekeeper mode so i'm basically side with one of the other factions i'm going through it a different way now and i'm really enjoying that um and uh, from apparently there's a new plus a new game plus uh edition that's either was added or is coming out so i'm interested in hmm. seeing that eventually but not right now i just want to get through the darn game <laughs> um but the other uh, i actually i'm i'm currently I think I'd say for me to at least say that I'm I'm working I'm 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 I got a chance to preview uh Sniper Elite 5 uh hmm. last week. So um and I'm basically writing up the preview but I I'm still a little bit it was it was basically just a 2 hour session over 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 Parsec. So it wasn't the most ideal condition to play such a game. And also, I'm kind of a little fuzzy on it, so I'm, I've actually been playing Sniper Elite 4, 
which is which is already out on Game Pass now. And apparently mm-hmm. Sniper Elite Five will also be out on Game Pass. So um, they're continuing the tradition there. Um, and so I've kind of been getting into that and getting into like the X-ray kills and you know and and then having a lot of fun with that. So I've basically been that's basically what I've been playing. Um, in addition to in addition to Dying Light, not much else right now. Yeah, the the dry spell can be kind of a good thing. Yeah, like I've got a huge backlog too, and like it yeah. never it never ends. Like yeah, <laughs> between the new like stuff that's come up recently and like old stuff that's like keeps cropping up on my radar. Like I really need to play mm-hmm. that or this. Like with the Xenoblade Chronicles three got moved up <clears throat> this week. It's like mm-hmm. crap. I wanted to get through the first two games, which are not small. <laughs> so yeah, I could have just yeah, like, no. narrowed that much for that. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I didn't play a whole lot this week new either. Uh, like halfway through Disco Elysium, and I couldn't touch that at all this week. And it's just like I need to see oh, what else happens. I yeah. totally forgot about that Disco Elysium. Yeah, I just uh, picked it up on Steam recently. It was like the for the anniversary of uh, Final Cut. They had uh-huh. it like dirt cheap, like criminally cheap for that. For how much I'm enjoying it. God. Um, but, always, uh, so it's great deals on Steam. You know, I know my machine yeah. can't run it, so I got to wait for an Xbox sale. It's not that uh, it's not that powerful. Like it's not yeah. that involved of a thing. You might if, be it, if I could run on the switch, it could run on a, on a toaster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, no, it's it's not it's not too heavy. Like I I, I could I could probably pull it off. Yeah. Do you have to play? Do you have to play with a keyboard and mouse though? If you do, or can you play with a uh, controller? I that I don't know because I am playing with a with a keyboard and mouse because it's just I think, natural. You know, um, I think it's one of those games that definitely benefits from a keyboard and mouse because um i'm blanking on who reviewed it might have been it might have been preston who reviewed it the, the the ps5 version right for uh for cg and one of his complaints was like how sort of poorly it translated to um the uh like the a controller input because it's a game that's very clearly designed for like point and click sort of like mousy controls Mm, um, okay. So yeah, I think it is one of those games oh. that maybe it would just be, like benefit from because uh, I I am not sure, but I think the Switch version has touch control, so it kind of right. like bridges the gap that way. Right. Um, but that yeah, no, it's it's, sure. it's, yeah. it's it's it, I think it is one of those games because it's like it's you're navigating a lot of menus, you're navigating a lot of like text things, and so like yeah. just like having to like scroll through them constantly with a stick okay. doesn't really mm-hmm. like feel as intuitive as you would just to be able to select things very like intuitively with a mouse. Uh, how, so how, how, Preston did our uh, our P our PC review back in December 2019, but it was Ed who was it did Cla- it on uh, was Final it Cut for okay. PS5 in last May. That's right. Edward Gaston. Yeah. Was it? That good uh, okay. With uh, sorry, I I guess I lost my train of thought there with the the follow up question that I had. But uh, uh, I mean I'm I mean one one thing that I've I've discovered right like I have a my laptop is not really a gaming laptop. It's got an i7 processor. It's got like 16 gigs of RAM. You know, it's SSD. That's pretty much it. There's not really much else optimized got a touch screen and i and i real i guess since we're talking about stuff we've been playing one thing that i actually forgot i was i was playing was that i was testing out a keyboard or sorry i was testing out a mouse uh that i was reviewed that i reviewed uh the uh i believe it was the uh steel a steel series mouse 
as I guess I should have mentioned here, but um, the Steel Series mouse that I reviewed, I was testing it out to see how sensitive it was and everything. So I was playing. I actually played Quake, like the 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 new uh, re-release of Quake that came out. And what was great about it was that it's on Game Pass. So so I actually when it's on Game Pass, it's sort of like, oh, okay, well, it can't hurt to try it out, as opposed to. Oh, I'm gonna buy it on Steam. Maybe it's a good price, but then I'll I'll I'll, I'll fire it up and it doesn't work at all, hmm. right? Because I don't know how, how yeah. my machine will run it. So and it can actually run quite quite well. So that was kind of neat. So I'm thinking maybe maybe that's what I should do for Disco Elysium. Wait till it gets wait till it gets the Game Pass for PC and like just see if and then install it then because then at least there's no real there's no real risk, right? It's true. Yeah. You know? How cheap was it though? That that was my question. Yeah. How cheap was oh, it? Oh, uh, I think it was like sixteen bucks. Pardon? But I'm not, I'm not sure if it still is. That was like uh, three weeks. Sixteen dollars. It was. Yeah. It's down to like oh, sixteen. Okay. All right. I could look for that. If it, comes, if it falls uh, to that price again, certainly I'll 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 probably give it a I'll probably just pick it, it up. It's point. an absolute steal. Like it's it's yeah. such a good uh, RPG. Like um, yeah. and probably so much better on PC, I imagine too, because it is very much yeah. like an old style point and click mm-hmm. Fallout, like classic Fallout type of thing. Sure. Um, okay. But I really can't see playing it with a controller being as good. But uh, okay, maybe. Well, no, no, that's a good. I'm thanks for the heads up there, because I mean, I do want to. Pl- I don't really like playing with mouse and keyboard, but if it's not the kind of game that's necessarily like Twitch, like like you know, like the Twitch kind of game, like a first person shooter or something, which obviously it's not. Yeah, um, no, I could probably not. <laughs> handle a keyboard and mouse for that, you know. And it's mostly just yeah. mouse, to be honest, too. Like you're just kind of point and click. It's yeah. not even really like a keyboard involved. Um, oh, okay, sure. All right. Yeah. Well, that sounds good. The other thing I, I played uh, that I was playing a lot this week was uh, Kirby and the Forgotten Land with my kids. Um, yeah. So I was doing co-op mode with my daughter on the on the bandana Waddle D, and I really love this game actually. Like it's yeah, starts out really simple and kind of you know it's what it is, but by the end of it, like it got really really interesting. I thought um, we actually just beat her this morning before I took her to school because she's like wanted to see how it was going to end, and she was on like pins and needles waiting the last few days for the story resolution because she's six but um yeah they went to some really cool place that i really didn't expect like mm. there's like a twist towards the end that's like okay this is unusual for a kirby game but uh i'll go with it's, it it's, but it's not it's what? not though. that okay that, that, well, i guess it doesn't matter anymore then we'll move on <laughs> I guess I'm wrong. Well, because no chris because this is exactly what i was saying with my what i was talking about like it's like it's so it is you were so spoiling common. the entire game so i did kind of check out a little bit because i didn't want to have the entire game spoiled but yeah well <laughs> you know it, but that's that you know there therein lies my point is that it is so common in kirby games that almost every single kirby game especially the like modern fair has like some surprise villain who had nothing to do with the plot who just shows up and then like uh, some eldritch horror because you know kirby you know 64 did it and now every kirby has to do it because people on the internet apparently love it when kirby games end with a eldritch monster that like didn't really have anything at least like at least you know zero two had something to do with the plot of kirby 64 like mm-hmm. it just it it just bugged the crap out of me so much that this guy this giant lion guy showed up like <laughs> who the hell are you and why isn't this about ddd anymore like 
So anyways, my Why are you suddenly the, the big bad? Game, so yeah. that's uh, my probably more well, the maybe okay. Audience. You know what? If the intended audience was six and under, then good job, Nintendo. You fucking nailed it. Like, I mean, I for one didn't see the exact nature of it coming, but uh, yeah. yeah. Anyways, but it, uh, it, had, it just it had nothing to do with anything. Like it just I, it was the so stupid. I feel like did, you guys though. have had this conversation before. Well, he had it with himself. I, when, I yeah, I reviewed it. The entire thing kind of blasted the entire plot of the game on like a few episodes. Yeah, because ago. it like, sucked. Oh, <laughs> because well, it had a, it had the germ of a good idea with DDD, and then it was just like, oh, by the way, he has you know that's not it, and it's some other guy that hadn't would never show up until right now and you're supposed to care about this for some reason i thought for a kirby game it did well for a narrative at that, that point of like tying things together because like yeah again, but you without but giving you... too much away but like there's elements that like kind of caught up. I was like okay so that's why this is here and blah, blah 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 and like okay so we're in this kind of setting now but it made, made sense by the time they all wrapped it up so but I it, thought it was for a kirby none game of it showed up in the game no narrative <laughs> Like, like th that's just like. But again, like you, you know, it, it didn't. Haven't you like admitted that you had never really played Kirby games? I played the crap out of Kirby's Adventure and the one DS one, the Rainbow Curse, I think it was called. Yeah, the Silas one. Well, that's because because that's my thing is that Kirby games have actually like done pretty good jobs with like decent plots, like. Even even in small tidbits, like Kirby, you know, Kirby sixty four had a really good one with this like nightmare creature that was showing up and like swallowing, like trying to like destroy worlds, and it's like its presence was felt throughout the entire game. Um, like the reason that you know that game kicks off is because the like little fairy person like her world gets completely like destroyed by this thing, so she goes to find Kirby to help her, like you know. Kirby, Kirby's Dreamland two and three like have to do with uh, with like like the nightmare showing up like and again like it's kind of felt through every boss is some like iteration of the nightmare, so like it's they've had these through lines before. That's just the thing that bothered me about the Forgotten Land and even like more modern Kirby fare. It's just like it's like the 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 big th the big threat is never really felt in the game. It just sort of like it's like it's like almost it's always like a it's like. You, you know the the surprise villain you think is like oh it's this guy but then surprise it's actually this other monster that had nothing to do with anything and now here's just here he is like <laughs> well i mean that happens in a lot of games though really like over the years like there's, there's someone <laughs> bigger behind the scenes pulling the strings like that's just you're, like a convention at this point you're, but... remi you're reminding me of yakuza right now <laughs> <laughs> Every Yakuza game, it's like there's always a freaking twist. Yeah, but Yakuza, at least you can smash a guy over the head with a bike. Like, I'm the one pulling the strings. I have all the money, and and then he rips off his shirt, and we and they beat the shit. Yeah. Out of each other. Yakuza <laughs> does it as a joke, and you can smash a guy upside the head with a bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> like, i know that uh the final mouthful mode in kirby was pretty yeah. like pretty oh, you know what okay I, I'll, I'll concede that was actually pretty cool yeah. <laughs> that like, was again like again like we're like playing it this morning and we're like on the edge of our seats like that again, was actually kirby pretty case, cool like, that was a really cool scene it was a really cool way to end that whole yeah. mechanic i I, will I hear that. i'm just hitting like the most interesting part of the game now that we've beaten it yeah. Um. Like we um, literally had to like stop right after the cutscene. Like I've heard it gets. There's a lot of interesting stuff to do after this now. So I'm very curious again. I haven't. I, I I'll see for myself before. It's deba there, It's but... it is deb I mean, debatably, I would personally. I didn't like. I couldn't like when I because you know for what it is, it's just 
doing the game again. <laughs> like, well. so it's, you know, and again, they try to see the idea that the lion guy is like, has something to do with something. But at that point, I was like, I was like, no, I, I played this game once already. I don't need to play through it again. Like, for the sake you know, of some character who just showed up at the end and I don't care about, like, if it was DDD or Meta Knight, hell yeah, I would have done it. But I was like, no, not for this guy. <laughs> well, look, the only the only Kirby game that I've actually played, I think, is Kirby's Avalanche, <laughs> which is basically Puyo Puyo. So yeah. it's not even a Kirby game. <laughs> you really think about it. Kirby's Pinball had a deeper plot than this friggin' game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I I went from, like, having kind of no real reaction to, like, the trailer for it, like, when they first announced it, but, like, it's like, okay, that's yeah. kind of neat. I don't really see how this works in that kind of environment. So, yeah. like, by the time it came out, I was like, oh, maybe I'll check check this out, and then, you know, she got interested in it, so that gave more incentive, and, like, yeah, I actually, yeah. quite the, the turnaround from, like, initial reaction to where I stand now, like, having beaten, like, the main story of it, it's one of the bigger so, like it, changes for me in, like recent that's so funny too so. because it's like it's almost like the complete opposite for me like when i saw the trailer i was like this looks really cool i'm really into this and then by the time i was done i was like i did not enjoy this as much as i hope to <laughs> like uh, it was just okay <laughs> a tale of two expectations i guess yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. you and i my friend it. opposites attract <laughs> oh that's you... right i gotta get back to tunic i completely forgot i was playing that Oh, I've heard something good I'm really interested that. in. Yeah. yeah, I heard it's really good. Mm. I've also heard that uh, the more you know about it, the less enjoyable it is. So yeah, like, yeah, no, I'm not gonna not gonna discuss it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm enjoying it. I just completely he wears the tunic in the end, guys. Exploring like his world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the tunic dies in the end, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah like cappy it's a sentient piece of clothing and <laughs> you get really attached to it and then it dies it's also an eldritch horror yeah the, yeah exactly <laughs> he was the he was the real boss all along <laughs> the yeah. real final boss <laughs> and it strangles you and the end yeah. <laughs> ties the belt too tightly around your waist yeah anyways speaking of the God. end i think that's gonna yeah. do it for yeah. us this week okay uh if you'd uh, like to read more on these topics and more you can find full coverage at cgmagonline.com be sure to follow CG Magazine on all the socials, especially this weekend, as uh, Brendan's posting some interesting stuff from PAX East. Mm-hmm. Uh, so check that out. And uh, if you have any questions or comments, send them to podcast at cgmagonline.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kari, great to have you on again. Where can people find yep. you? Hi, um, well, I guess right now you can find me on CG. You can find me on CG Magazine when I write stuff. Um, I I do have a Twitter handle, uh, Rosian underscore Z there um however i may be merging that with my other twitter account i'm kind of trying to figure things out but so that may not be the only place but for now i'll just leave it as is um i think that's it right now yeah awesome uh jordan you can find me on instagram and tiktok at ninja x jordan and you can find me on youtube at ninja jordan reviews and uh, you can find me on twitter at hugathine uh, and on here on Twitch at Guild Two Taps. Uh, so yeah, thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll catch you next week. <laughs>